anything but Star Wars. Give me the Star Wars. Don't let them in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics podcast. This obviously is a Star Wars episode after a little break last week. Me and my man Matt are back. What up, Matt? What up, Jim? And we're doubling up this week, and it's the main two books, the Star mm-hmm. Wars and Darth Vader. So we're sure to get a ton of great things. And I feel bad because every time we go to record, I think, all right, we've kind of been bitching and moaning uh, each week and whatnot. But I, I don't hate these issues, but I think yeah. that we're at a point where, and we talked about it before, we're still treading some water in some of these books, though. I think the Star Wars one does it a little better than the Darth Vader. And I think the Star Wars one only because it just reminds me of an old school Marvel comic back in the day where you ended up having the Star Wars stuff where suddenly Luke would go off and fight a Cyclops and an octopus in space. And then the mm-hmm. next it was like those one shot space rabbits. Yeah, space rabbits. I end up where I'm reading some of the stuff for a Patreon show and it is pretty much the Guardians of the Galaxy with Han and Chewie. I mean, it really is. And it's fun. It it makes it seem silly. You you end up where, and I think in this issue, you kind of get that feel of it. You never see this in a movie. You you can't picture this as one of the big Star Wars movies, but you can still have fun with it uh, Mm -hmm. by the end. Uh, Though I think that, I'm telling you, Lando's oddness, you end up where Luke, I guess... Maybe this is where we end up, you know, getting rid of the yellow lightsaber, but it seems like it might come back anyway. But it's just, mm-hmm. but that was weird, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it, the whole thing was kind of odd. And they're really, when Charles Soule's writing some of these things, he's really going to the tropes of, you know, Lando calling Luke just the Jedi. And that's all he knows the Jedi, the Jedi. No, that's why you're studying to be a Jedi. And it's a little bit forced, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll have some fun with it, I think. And then the Darth Vader one actually continuing its own story. So I said it's treading water, but it's the whole thing to me with Sabe and stuff. It's gone on a little bit. It's almost getting to almost an Afra type deal, you know, with it going on a little too far. Darth yeah. Vader wanting order, but yeah, we'll get through these. And I think that both have, you know, something to enjoy. Ochi gets the crap kicked out. I just <laughs> want to throw that out there. Well, we get to the Darth Vader. Now Multiple that's times. funny. I mean, yeah. at one point, I'm like, really? <laughs> you really? He looked like Darth Vader used him as a bowling ball and just threw him <laughs> into a bunch of people. And I'd love to think that Darth looked the other way. Nobody realizes. And then they blame Ochi and you have like a Western brawl now, like, like you have in, in a movie. But we'll start, obviously, with Star Wars number 30. It is. And it is written by Charles Sewell, art by Andres Ginelay. Colors by Rachel Rosenberg, letters by VCs Clayton Coles, I found out his name was pronounced. Very odd. Uh, And we have a crawl, no space. It is hoping. That was, wasn't that where you used to have all your, you know, pictures and up on your no space account? (laughs) We have hoping to solve the rebellion's dire fuel shortages. Amelian Holdo uh, took a desperate gamble. (laughs) Amelin Holdo. Amelin. Amelin Holdo. Centuries ago, tanker ships known as the Kazarat Convoy vanished in the hyperspace, dismissed by many as legend the Kazarat Convoy possessed an abundance of fuel supplies. With a garbled transmission from the Kazarat as her only clue, Amelin decided to track the long-lost convoy. Locating the convoy required a, a Nihil Path engine 
a unique piece of hyperspace technology used by a now-defunct gang of marauders. Amelin gathered her allies on Spira to purchase a surviving Nihil strike ship. Having lost the auction of the Empire, the Heroes of the Rebel Alliance stole the Path Engine as an Imperial Squadron overwhelmed the Rebels. The Path Engine provided a dire rescue, thrusting them into the mysterious no space. And that's such a weird... I mean, this story is just way off on the the side here yeah and it's it's been a while since we had the last issue too like oh well over a month yeah and it, it's is weird and that whole you know that crawl you're getting a lot of names a lot of things that aren't necessarily like the big star wars things at this moment we have hidden empire all that going on to have this i don't know it's a nice little break but mm-hmm. it kind of it does feel less i mean because it kind of is but I don't mind it. Like I said, there's some moments, there's a lot of sitting around talking, which I, I never love, but by the <laughs> end, it seems like we might get some fun deal, and they don't seem to realize a lot. They get into this no space and don't seem to realize exactly what is going on. They always seem to be a step behind even me reading it, which is odd, because I'm a dummy. Uh, and then I'll tell you what, I, I think Lobot is great at just going into the scene and like melding into because I didn't even realize he was with them yeah, at one he's point. He's in the background, just hanging out. He's always just hanging. He never talks, obviously. So he's just there. <laughs> he really blends in. If you end up where, if you watch the rest of development, it's like George Michael's one girlfriend, Egg, who ends up like she's just off and she's there. Nobody even knew it. Uh, <laughs> but he ends up trying to come through. But when we get to that, I'll ask you if you if you realized exactly what was happening at that point because they're they're in no space. And they end up seeing this kind of asteroid deal. It has a bubble. They're trying to figure out what they can do. And really, what they first try to do is, let's get the hell out of here. They try to use hyperspace again, and that does not work. They're not sure what happened and why. You end up having Lando say, "I maybe it was that doohickey. And yeah. I don't trust doohickeys. And then they <laughs> look, and it was. It was the doohickey. It was the Nihil Drive. And so with that, they say we have to shut the whole systems down to work on it. I actually thought that this would be something you could just do floating in space, but they claim they have to land. It's just the way to get on. Yeah, they have to land and get out of the ship and walk around. Yeah, and they they look, and when they go through this kind of shield around this giant asteroid-type platform deal, they say that there is breathable atmosphere in there. I would start questioning that right away, like what's going on, <laughs> but they're like, that's eh, fine. And they're going to work on that, but they end up going out and trying to, you know, check out what is happening. You get a couple jokes about Cloud City. I like Luke, actually. Luke's not one to throw tons of shade, right? But when, when you end up having Lando go, man, I thought Cloud City was pretty bad. And Luke goes, no, it was. It definitely <laughs> was. I laugh. Uh, so you get these little moments. You're going to get Holdo. And Leia having their personal deal and actually seem to be enjoying this as a bit of a vacation. Mm-hmm. They're happy that they get to hang out with friends and they're doing this, but they end up running into this kid. And this kid, do you have any flavors? I'm like, okay, what's going on? And he's like, oh my God, I think they're going to eat us, but it ends up he wants snacks. And the weird play is when you end up going, I actually for some reason thought that what he was saying was like, rumors or news because they start using the word news oh you're news you're news and that's yeah, new being and old new, new and old. old but when they first were saying it i thought that this was going to be something where like yeah it's nice to have food and all that but 
They want word of the outside universe. They want to hear what's going on and things like that because we find out these people have been trapped here from when that convoy and all this had gone on. So when they're trying to check this out, this kid's there just to show that things are wacky, and he grabs this ration stuff, and then he takes off. You know, he was going to give some info of what was going to go on, but he's like, oh, my God, I got to go. He's scared, and he runs off. Jumps off this asteroid and then has a jetpack. Looks pretty cool, but really does look scared as he runs off. But then they look back at their ship and there's a bunch of robots around that surround it. So they're going to have to fight these robots. And they look like, you know, really, they look bigger, advanced versions like battle droids, but, you know, pretty cool, I guess. Yeah, like old school battle droids or something. Yeah, old ones. And, and like almost evolved a bit. They have mm-hmm. these markings on their head, but you end up, Luke goes at them and he says that they're resistant to the lightsaber, which I'm sure a lot of people had a problem with. Yeah, can, can a lightsaber cut through everything? Yeah, it's pretty much can cut through almost anything. And that's and then, where and I then, thought... It's weird, right? In the Darth Vader uh, issue, too, they were fighting, and his weapon was, like, bouncing off their stupid weapons, and I thought I thought it cut through everything. Yeah, so they're they're nerfing the yeah. lightsaber. But him saying that, it, it was a weird play just, like, right away, like, oh, they're resistant to this. I, I kind of see where, like, there's joints and stuff that you can end up asleep. You might be able to figure this out, Luke. Also, in this, he does mention at one point, you know, I'm a little wonky again with the Force. It's, I'm not feeling well. We already saw that. I wonder why he's not just going full out. Force push, pull, do a lot of different things, but mm-hmm. he kind of mentioned that. And they're, they're trying to fight back at these things. Now, the minute that Luke says they are resistant to the lightsabers, too, please, Chewie, you know, stop firing. It's, it's not, not going to do work. anything. I mean, seriously, <laughs> you, I love your, you know, deal, your crossbow deal. But it's if a lightsaber can't cut through it, please stop. You're wasting <laughs> energy. Uh, so you have this where they start running away, and they're getting to the edge of this whole platform asteroid. And that's where you end up where Lando, and this is where I'm like, oh, yeah, Lando and, and Lobot's there. I didn't realize Lobot was there. And he says, hey, can you deal with them? They're kind of like talky. Remember mm-hmm. that old Our favorite droid talkie. they yeah. use? Yeah, talky. And so, <laughs> He ends up without talking because he doesn't, but he puts out his hand. They look at him, and then you have Lando <laughs> just say, thanks, pal. It was worth a shot. I, I don't understand that. progress. There's no progression there. He put up his hand. It didn't do anything, I guess. <laughs> I mean, you, obviously, you see that he's playing, you know, red light, green light here, and he said red light. They must still be walking forward, but without that and so tight in, how can you possibly tell? That it didn't work, so he says it, and I'm like, okay, well, that didn't (laughs) didn't tell us anything. Uh, But at least Lobot gave it a shot. He's now back to listening to, you know, who knows on his headphones there that everybody used to joke about Deep Purple he's listening to right now. Uh, But, yeah, they're like, oh, my God, hey, what's going on? And then a shuttle comes up next to them and puts the, you know, the ramp down. And they say, I guess they want us to jump on. They're here to save us. And and really, what are you going to do? I mean, you're there and Luke's lightsaber can't cut through these things. Lobot couldn't yeah. red light them. You got to jump on this thing. It's one of those where, okay, I don't know what's in that shuttle, but it's got to be 
maybe a little better than this. Even if it's worse, we'll have to figure that out. So they go. It was weird, though, that uh, Amelin goes, uh, wait, you see that something's coming in? And Leia goes, not something, someone. Looks like something to me. A ship is a something. <laughs> yeah, a I don't, ship. <laughs> you don't need to correct me on this, <laughs> like, Leia. Yeah, really? Like she's there. No, that's the <laughs> deal, because Leia's in charge. She's trying to end up, you know, really wants to push the back. And then they're like, well, we got to go. I like that Lando's like, I'm not really an athletic guy. I don't know about this. Would you want to? It's crazy. That's a crazy jump. No, it is. And you're going into and they realize you're going out through this force field to then get to the vacuum of space to get onto this deal to get in. That's pretty Uh. crazy. But they're desperate. Luke says, come on, that's not bad. And Lando goes, not for a Jedi. (laughs) <laughs> All right. I mean, seriously, Luke, but Luke's a young guy. I, I wish they would have just went with the young guy. Not for a young guy, but yeah. they, he ends up, and of course, one of them has to mess up, and it's Lando. Lando doesn't Lando. He actually <laughs> trips, and he's going to fall. I mean, that's the best, too. He trips as he's going to go. It's like uh, Bart Simpson when he was on top of the treehouse, and he went to go, and he kind of fell off and missed the pool. But there mm-hmm. is Lando. He is going to die. Luke ends up doing this, and then he's like, I can do this, I can do this. And a lot of the things felt kind of goofy, but he does save Lando. I like when he pulls his fist together. I'm like, oh, my God, I think he just crushed his head. But no, he <laughs> ends up saving him. And Lando says, holy crap, you save me. Now, they're saying this in the vacuum of space. they got to get into it. Like, how are they saying that, actually? they're there I guess on- there's a bubble right around that platform. There has to be. Because when, yeah, you see it very, you're right. Yeah. The weird play was that they said at one point we're going to be, so that's that little bit in the vacuum. But yeah, they're there. Hey, you saved me. Uh, you know, I'll never make funny again. I owe you one, all that. So that's nice. And that's when Luke starts talking about, which I'm assuming maybe, do you think that this involves the Fermata cage where he says that he's feeling ripples, but I don't think you'd feel those in no space. So I don't know if that's something coming up or something a little more. But then again, if he is feeling the force there and can use it, then I guess you could end up feeling it in no space. It's kind of a weird little play there, Uh, Mm -hmm. especially, you know, the way things are going. Uh, But then you have Haldo and Leia. That's where they're talking. And like, hey, you know, it's nice to have a break. It's a pretty good vacation. Yeah, it's a weird play. Like, you know, they're there. And I want Luke to come in and say, I just want to remind you that right now, as we speak, Han is is a wall ornament. Like, we got to get going. The Empire is <laughs> on our ass, and we're there. Just because we're in no space here doesn't mean this is a vacation, ladies. Let's go. But there, it's nice enough. And it does end up where Lando, Lando cracks me up. Because first off, he is listening in on a conversation that he's not part of. And I didn't even know he was next to them. So it, it's like he's creeping along that wall. Mm-hmm. And he hears them, and she's like, Leia says, it's so nice to finally be around some friends of mine from the thing. I never do this. I don't get out all the often. And then Lando, that's pretty lame. <laughs> Maybe you'll have. Uh, but yeah, they're trying to figure out, like, also, actually, I will, will point out at this point, they get on the ship, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like anybody's around in this waiting area that they end up. But there's not much talk of, what do you think's going on here? Like, what do we do? What no, they're just hanging out. Just yeah, they're like, hanging and just talking like, man, yeah. this is a great vacation. Not I mean, stressed they have out at no all. idea what's happening here. <laughs> uh, and then they get word over the intercom. Hey, we're going to need you to get rid of your weapons. And, you know, that makes sense. They even say it. 
these people don't know us. We don't know them. I mean, really, at this point, though, before you do this, I would kind of say, like, hey, can you give us a little idea of what's going on here? I know that they threaten if you don't throw the weapons out, we're going to end up just, you know, we'll shoot you in this case. We'll end up you mm-hmm. know, locking this down and opening it up. But th- it wouldn't be that crazy a play to actually just say, hey, please. And I, I know that you don't really because Leia, a wanted woman and Holdo, all those. But you might want to try to introduce yourselves a little and maybe find out some things because it, it turns out that. These people aren't exactly bad, bad, you know, right away. They're just protecting themselves. But having them throw the, the things in the space, I thought, was a little extreme. Well, especially the lightsaber. That's like they never they never give those up, Jedi. I mean, and, I mean, and even if you had this, you know, hey, you know, produce your weapons, I think that they would see the lightsaber and go, holy crap, like, let's get yeah. it. Or also, it would also reveal to them, like, we better watch it. We have a, we have a, a Jedi in our midst. But. They end up saying, throw them out into space. Why couldn't you just say... Put them in, a, in the ship somewhere in a corner. You don't have any way to negotiate here. Because if you mess up, they're going to kill you. But in my mind, if it's me and you, we would want the weapons. We'll hold these weapons until we get to know you. If we trust you, then we might give them back. Or yeah. you just say at the end, like, hey, we have the society here and we don't believe in those. But still, they're somewhere else. But... Yeah, they throw him in the space, and boy, Luke really throws that away, you know, willy-nilly. Like, he thinks he's, you know, in the, the sequels, or he just tosses it over his back because he just <laughs> throws this out. Now, that was where I thought to myself, okay, this makes sense. It's just the yellow one. We know that, you know, green is coming his way, and, and the yellow one will disappear. Is this when it happens? But he throws it out, and then that kid zips by <laughs> with his, and he's collecting everything. And now in that, though, you, you kind of get the idea. I know that Chewie probably can get another one of these crossbow deals, but you kind of think that that's his main one that he always has. But this kid's got a sack. He's putting all the things in. He ends he up where it. I thought he was just going to put the lightsaber right through his face. <laughs> like, look at this thing. He's like Luke looking at it. When he's practicing with it. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, the funny thing is already, I think he's better than Luke with it. But he ends up, <laughs> he lights it. Yellow, whoa, never saw that. Luke is yelling, be careful, you can hurt yourself. I'm like, oh, you're such a dad. And then he zips off. This kid zips off waving the lightsaber, too, which made me laugh. But they Uh ended up getting rid of it. Now, in that, is this the play wherein you could guess that that's what they do? You throw it out of space, and we have old Kid Rocket here. He goes and collects them, and they'll, they'll be, you know, somewhere in storage or whatnot. But we'll have to see. How that goes, but they end up saying welcome to the colony of Keserat. And okay, that's cool. And it really does, you know, Holdo, this is almost like, it is like almost like an Afra type thing. I mean, she's not, but she was researching this and now she's there. She's all excited. I knew it. I knew we'd find it. This is our ticket out. But the problem is, how do you get out? Because, yeah, they're talking about, and that's where you get the news and the olds. Hey, your news. Mm-hmm. We're the olds. You'll be here forever. So you'll be an old later. But we don't know how you got here, but you're here. They say, well, all we want to do is find our way home. And the guy on the intercom says, there is no finding your way home. Nobody ever has found a way out and you're not going to. So get used to this. Welcome to the caravan. You're going to help us out. We'll help you out. And yeah, you end up where the lock opens up and then you get a crazy Cyclops guy. Oh, and that's scary. Fully Fully reminded me of the stuff that you got 
especially in between the New Hope and Empire Strikes Back in the Marvel run of comics. There was a lot of comics in there, and it was pretty much, you know, Alien of the Month type play, and they all look pretty cool. He might be a throwback, this guy, you know. Yeah, I actually should look into it because I'm telling you, this is what, by this point, it reminds me of that, and that's what made me okay with this. And the story that, yeah, you're aside, basically what the story is mainly about is getting fuel for the fleet. That's not that exciting. So Charles Sewell's doing a good job of making it a little bit more exciting than just looking around for fuel. Yeah, but they, I mean, they they thought the ship was abandoned and it doesn't look abandoned at all. Oh, yeah. They thought that they were just going to be able to pop in, get some, you know, fuel in, and pop out. Yeah. Uh, that's not the case. And no. they even got there by accident. You know, the whole play was just maybe we can find it. But you had that hill drive kind of have a mind of its own. It seemed to do hickey, as you had Lando say. But overall, it wasn't horrible. It's just, you know, if you're here for big stuff, like, you know, movie type deal and getting towards Empire Strikes Back and or Return of the Jedi, I'm sorry. The mm-hmm. idea that this is, but it's kind of a fun little play. So I don't mind it. it like I said, it felt like a callback. So uh, what would you give it? I'd give it a just a regular seven, I think. Yeah, I think I'm going to go seven five. Yeah. I'm telling you, the art was okay. You had some nice conversations, not a ton going on. But at the end, when you see Cyclops, I'm like, okay, we'll see how this goes. This sounds pretty fun, and let's see how they get out of it. Somehow, I think Lobot's going to come through the next time. How did Lobot make that jump? I don't know. It really, I swear to God, he would walk over. He (laughs) might trip, but he'll, like, stiff as a board, start flipping around (laughs) and just land. It is funny. Actually, you say that. I think Lobot should really diss Lando. I mean, look at him. It's like, I yeah. was able to do that. I'm not a spry fella. Uh, but Lando. I, Lando's cape uh, might have uh, affected Yeah, that's influencing it. Uh, but 7.57 from you. So that's a yeah. good start. So we'll go to the I next like book. Yeah. And again, I don't hate this, this Darth Vader. It's just, I don't know. It's weird because I say the idea of, you know, hey, the story in Star Wars, okay, but it's kind of a... Co- I don't know. The idea of this Darth Vader thing, it keeps happening in these Star Wars books where somebody is so against something, and then they'll just switch. Mm-hmm. You end up, oh, no, I never do that. You will. All right, I'm in. And off they go. And it just seems odd, but it's going to deal with... And also, also, you're throwing in... The whole handmaidens, and at the beginning, it's like everybody's talking their names, and uh, my head's spinning. I'm like, all right, here we yeah, go. Yeah, I don't know if we knew these names. Or yeah, not, but... I'm sure that you know people might know them, but seriously, when you just go, "Hey, Sache, how's Rabe doing?" I don't Irte, know. Sache, I'm looking Rabe. for Dorme, right? I'm Rock like, okay, Rabe. where's where's Mel Torme? I don't <laughs> know. The Velvet Fog is out singing somewhere, but this is Darth Vader, Star Wars Darth Vader number thirty, written by Greg Pak. Art by Luke Ross, colors by Federico Blee, and letters by B.C. Joe Carmania, all her shadows. Under the tutelage of Darth Vader, Sabe, former handmaiden of Padme Amidala, has slipped further under the influence of the Empire, seeking to liberate their companion from Darth Vader's grasp or put an end to her desecration of Padme's memory. Sabe's fellow handmaidens apprehended the assassin Ochi, a bastoon. Using Ochi in a security clearance, the handmaid Dormay boarded the executor, posing as Sabe to track down her whereabouts. Dormay discovered mm-hmm. that Sabe had been dispatched to Skako Minor to assassinate Jewel Tambor, not related to Jeffrey Tambor. Moments mm-hmm. later, Dormay's cover was blown by Darth Vader. 
On um, Scotco Minor, Jewel Tambor attempted to sway Sabe to a side to no avail as Sabe followed orders and shot her target down. When that happened, we thought that that was a misdirection yeah, and we were right. smoke and mirrors and we were right. That is not what happened. And then they're going to twist and turn it in a weird way that I didn't see coming because it kind of goes against what's hey, it's weird. We'll get to yeah. that. But you end up at the loading dock of the executor. This is where, you know, Ochi landed. You end up having a bunch of the handmaidens still there. I'm wondering why this whole thing wasn't searched more because you do have these handmaidens there and they're not really supposed to be there. In the meantime, Dorme is pretending to be Sabe and we saw Darth Vader saw right through that. So you end up, while that's going down, you end up having, you know, Rabe trying to get some of this information. We find dressed out like what it is later. Yeah, dressed like a droid. And then we find out what that is, is more of this code for this fail-safe death switch to pretty much blow up the executor when you have this later on. I thought what they were playing is they were going to shut down Darth Vader's whole system. But mm-hmm. it ended up being yeah, yeah, more yeah. yeah, more of the ship which Darth Vader didn't seem to care about. But no, while that's wouldn't. going on, a lot of this big play, too, is they're also trying to find the coordinates of where Sabe is. Let's find where Sabe is. We have to go, like they said in the crawl, we're either going to find her and save her or find her and take her down. Because if she's good, bad, whatever, we have to decide what's happening. But while this is going on, Dorme is just walking past with Darth <laughs> Vader and Ochi. So you have this deal, and Ochi, he's still in the mode that Darth Vader's his best friend. So when you end up having Dorme start talking, Ochi stops her and says, shut up, handmaiden. You're not asking the questions around here. And then ask the exact question. That's what the funny play is. Yeah. She says, where are you taking me? Shut up, Dorme. You can't talk. Hey, by the way, where are you taking her? <laughs> Vader is so angry at him because he realizes at this point that the play is that Sabe is not exactly loved by Ochi. We know this, and Ochi's trying his best to really get Vader back on his side and maybe mm-hmm. get rid of Sabe because Sabe also knows way too much about Ochi. So he's trying to do that. Vader knows this. And as he's talking trash to Dorme, saying, Sabe's on my side. You will be too. You're going to make your decision. You end up where he just throws Ochi against the wall and like has him pressed against the wall and then lets him fall. So they're like, oof, I swear to God, you end up having the stormtroopers around there probably giggling. But out of nowhere, Dorme, Ochi, and goes running over. I'm like, don't you don't need to you know help out you he is a piece of crap he really is we love him but he's he's a piece of crap but mm-hmm. the stormtroopers that grabbed Dorme, and yeah darth vader says you're ending up you know trying to be concerned for an assassin that betrays you you shouldn't take pity on him you should you know not do anything with that and by the way you'll find out that sabe would not waste time on that and uh, when you find out the power that she has taken and they are heading towards a shuttle and then we zip off as you go. And then again, Ochi comes up and Ochi reminds me of the guy in New Hope who came up and said, listen, if word gets out about the rebellion, you know, when Darth Vader ended up going on Princess Leia's ship at the very beginning. Because mm-hmm. Ochi's like, look, Vader, I see what you're going to do here. For Salve is already a slippery customer. 
Darth Vader's so mad, he like throws him. This is what I said earlier. He's like a human bowling ball. He just throws him. These poor stormtroopers are doing nothing except their job, and they get knocked down. Yeah, like bowling do, you think, do you think at this point they're pissed off at Ochi for some odd reason? Like, why did you have to say that? Yeah, I think so. I would Because I don't think they'd be mad at Darth Vader, right? No. Yeah. So Ochi can't win. Telling you afterwards, they're like, what are you doing, Ochi? He's like, what do you mean? <laughs> I got thrown. They're like, no, just shut your mouth, dude. Like, for once in your life, shut up. Yeah, I, I think that the play is that Ochi would get so angry. Like, what are you talking about? My best bud Vader? Like, he is, he is so, he's every slimy guy in anything. He's the slimy guy in Die Hard who, you know, tries to play it up and then that guy dies. So, Ochi, you're in big trouble. <laughs> so, you end up having all that. And the big play here is. Is Sabe really gone bad? Is she not? Are they going to end up being able to find this out, Saber or whatnot? But Darth Vader seems like he loves the idea of maybe having a bunch of, you know, Amidala handmaids around. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Yeah. At the end of this, it seems like there is elite squad. I mean, it is kind <laughs> of funny where you're there and you have a squad around you that is pretty all look like <laughs> your dead wife. It's very odd. But it is pretty odd. It, it doesn't seem out of place, though, for Darth Vader. Like, the idea that he's doing that is so weird. Uh, but we, we do go back, oh, excuse me, we do go back to Rentel 4 to see what Sabe really did with Jewel Tambor. There he is. He shot. Everybody's yelling, get her. I didn't quite understand what was going on here, but I do have to give full credit. Once I realized what was happening, whoever's at the controls of this, you know, Zed or whatnot, give them full credit because that is a gentle touch that they're using because it's a rocket ship that ends up coming in. Everybody's blasting, you know, at Sabe, and it looks like these mechanical arms come down and grab yeah. on to both Jewel Tambor and Sabe and lift them up like, like an insect-type looking thing, but boy... If you squeeze just a little bit too hard there, you are going to kill both. You're going to snap them in half. Not only that, but it, it didn't stop to hover over. It just flew past. They and went by them. and just ba-boom. This might be. I mean, you, you think that Luke getting the shot into the Death Star was this one is of more the greatest shot ever. Impressive. This might be better. You yeah. find out what's going on here and, and get this person on board because that is crazy stuff. But you end up going there. We still don't know, but I, I kind of assume. You know, this would be the deal with this Jewel Tambor. Yeah, she didn't kill him. And you do see that Zed, the robot, ended up saying, hey, this is where the heart is, where you shot. And, and Zed, thinking like a robot's like, you didn't listen to me. You shot him above. And like, you kind of get the idea there. Yeah. Zed, she didn't want to kill him. And then she says, well, make sure he doesn't die. Zed gives the old, I'm not really here to make people live, but we'll, we'll kind of do that, whatnot. But yeah, the big play was, she uh she didn't want to end up killing him and all the things that he was doing was pretty much going to get a lot of innocent people killed you know that he was stepping it up they were kind of and he even tries to say i kind of just want to kill darth vader like that's the big deal but that was and but his play was putting a lot of people in jeopardy that she just said yeah. i saved thousands of people if you, you do you that gonna darth's do gonna kill all these people that's yeah what's gonna he's happen. gonna kill everybody around you not just you so i saved all those people now we'll deal with you and Again, though, she ends up not exactly like, hey, like, we don't see a point that maybe they came up with a plan, 
But you kind of get at this point, like, you still don't know that she's really good. She just didn't want these other people to die and whatnot. But you end up where this guy starts yelling, I'm going to kill Darth Vader. And what you end up having here, though, is that play where he's like, I have a plan. I know how I'm going to do this. I know this play because voila, here is my robot army. And the big play is Zed. He got sliced in half. He's welded back together from being sliced in half by Darth Vader. Uh And then that's where Joel Tambor's deal is he's collecting broken down robots that ended up being killed by Darth Vader before anybody came in to grab them. He was able to get them. And you do have a couple there. I love that. Hello again. He's in the back where we do know that some of these were. And you also have, you know, the, the droids from Naboo and stuff like that, but all these battle droids and things were destroyed by Darth Vader. So they have a vengeance. It's the Darth Vader robot vengeance squad. Like killed by Darth or killed by Anakin? I mean, these are, he's probably killed 10,000 of them. And that's the weird play. You say that, and do they know more than they should or whatnot? But yeah, <laughs> because a lot of people aren't aware of some things, but maybe the you know, robots know, but they're ready to. There's a lot, and he's ready to go. Uh, but yeah, this whole play of, we're going to go and we're going to attack Darth Vader. You have Zed saying, like, really? You really think? And I love the idea that this Jewel Tambor says, well, I've studied all of the data from these robots of the right the moment before they got killed. And I think I see a little bit of an opening. I'm like, no, you're in big trouble. I, I don't know what you're thinking. I guess maybe a numbers kind of game with this. But you do end up then with Darth <laughs> Vader. And the handmaidens and the thing, you know, you have the shuttle, Dormay's definitely on the shuttle. You end up having the handmaidens and their ship going off to that. And they know it's a trap. They end up landing on the planet Fidele or Fidel. And uh, you, know, you end up where Dormay's like, no, don't come here. They get out and say, that's it, Darth. We're going to fight you. They start fighting him. I mean, and they're holding their own. They're pretty good. Mm-hmm. Darth Vader says, you already tried to kill me once, which we know. And he's like, you know, what's going on? Why do you keep doing this? And they kind of give the whole spiel, which we already know that play that they think that Darth Vader killed Amidala and we're going to get revenge and all this stuff. Well, Darth just says, listen, Sabe's with me. Uh, you serve Padme. Let's get together. I want order. That's what Sabe understands. Here's a little, you know, tablet. Look at this. And they're right with him. I mean, they go from just so far against him to just be like, all right. I mean, at one point, we we want Sabe. Okay, I'll help you go find her. And then we end up getting this play that, oh, no, she's captured and held kidnapped by Jewel Tambor. So they just like, okay, we're with you. But it just. (laughs) Yeah, she's not even captive. Yeah, and that's what we think the play is. This is the play is to draw them out and things like that. So it's going to be that back and forth deal. But. They're just like, okay, and it's one of those things, even when you see Sabe, or yeah, Sabe, and you said, you know that she's probably not captive, this is part of the plan. You also know that the handmaidens are probably like, well, we'll deal with this to save Sabe, but then we're going to take that. But you never get that. I mean, I know that the play is the mystery of, oh my God, is Sabe really captured? But the handmaidens themselves, I just would have liked a little bit just... It's everybody flip-flops so quick in mm-hmm. these books where it's just, I mean, to the point where they're fighting Darth Vader. Two pages later, they're walking in the hero walk like they're the Guardians of the Galaxy again. They're just walking there. I'm like, 
it, it ends up being too abrupt sometimes, but I don't know. It seems like we're going to get to maybe the end of the handmaiden stuff. I, I don't know. It, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's gone on a little <laughs> too long, I think. Ochi's like, great. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, Ochi's <laughs> in the back. And well, thank God Ochi's in the book because he, he is the best. And again, this isn't a bad issue. It's just that we keep kind of stringing things along. And I just don't know at this point if I'm interested in the handmaidens at, you know, anymore. Or, yeah. you know, Sabe, I didn't mind. Actually, it's a weird play because Sabe, I kind of like just dealing with her. Is she on the, you know, is she going bad? Is she listening to Vader? Is she, you know, drinking the Kool-Aid here? And maybe not. But then when you get all the hand in, I'm like, I don't know. It just seems like a bit too much. Yeah, but it's, Ochi, it's driving him nuts. So that's cool. But yeah, you <laughs> have, you know, the Death Squad handmaidens ready to kick butt. So you end up Ochi. I love that he's just rubbing his head. Oh, no. Uh, but, you know, <sighs> but what would you give it? I like that. I was looking to flipping through with you. The art is really, really nice in some of these pages on here. So I'm going to give it a seven and a half on this. Yeah, I'm actually going to guys so funny. We're flip flopping. We're, we're like, the yeah, flip flopping on this one. I'm giving it a seven. Uh, I, the art is good. The art, I really like the battle droids. Pretty cool. Yeah, the battle droids when they're walking to the shuttle with the with the stormtroopers lined up is really cool. Oh yeah, yeah, it's really cool. So yeah, I I like the art uh, in that, like you said. But I guess you know these are the kind of stories that we have at the moment. Darth Vader, you know, he wants to re up the deal of hey, I want order. He hasn't said that for like a half an issue, so it's good that he he got back to that because at one point, boy, he was heavy on that. And he kind of got away. So yeah, he wants order. Sabe wants order. Hey, listen, I mean, at the one point, you, you almost, it's a shame that he just doesn't sit them down. Like, I'd love to have Darth, like, he's giving them drinks. They're, they're there. He's giving them tea. And they're sitting there. He's like, listen, I, I'm Anakin. <laughs> I didn't yeah. kill Amidala. Yeah. I mean, just I'm the him. furthest from who killed her, even though she seemed to die from a broken heart. So I may have, but I didn't mean it. Like, I, I like you guys because, you know, you remind me of her. Let's kind of join together. Let's do this. And then they're like, I don't believe you. Take off the helmet and let's see. And he takes it off. They all throw up and lose their mind well, because he looks horrible. If under he was there. his sexiest self, he'd be like, whoa, let, let's see. I trade one wife for five and they all yeah, look the really. same. I mean, seriously, he's like, do they have, you know, Mormons in space? He's really <laughs> trying to figure out. He's, he's Darth Vader. Big love is what he's doing now. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, if he if he took off that mask and it was Hayden. Oh man! They, they everybody be Ochi would be fighting over him. Good looking <laughs> dude. <laughs> I, I always like Hayden. I know that he got a lot of crap at points, but I always did like him. I really liked him in Jumper. Uh, my wife loved that movie. One of her favorite movies out of nowhere. I think I saw that one. Yeah, it was Jumper. okay. Uh, but oh no, <laughs> he he needed a little more direction in, in the movies, and unfortunately, George Lucas was you know doing some special effects stuff and things like that. In my opinion. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, and also maybe him and, you know, Natalie Portman didn't have quite the chemistry that they might have needed for the deal. So, yeah, you go on this and we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, but we're still pretty positive, I would think. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I still, now I want sexy Hayden in this. Take that helmet off. I mean, that's why he's evil. You know, if he had had kept his his face at least looking pretty good, he'd be a good guy. He looks at me, he's like, this is what I am now. I think you most people would go dark side if that happened. Yeah, <laughs> really. <laughs> it's funny as everybody assumes that one of the big pushes to go to the dark side 
was that he thought that he could bring back the dead and bring back Amidala. It's after the fact where he's like, I just want to be sexy again. Yeah. Though what he should look at is, you know, Palpatine and say, you don't get sexy on the Darth the no. dark side. This makes you less sexy each moment that you're doing this. But maybe it's just like that. It's like the sexy is gone. <laughs> Justin Timberlake isn't there to bring the sexy back. So no. those two might, they, they, those two and Ryan Phillippe, they could be they like all look the triplets, same. right? They yeah. could go yeah, together. That would be a cool trail. But you, nobody's bringing the sexy back. So the hell with it. <laughs> you're pissed and just go for it if you're not going to bring it back. So there you go. There's our end talk. Uh, but I hope everybody enjoyed the podcast. Please go over to our Twitter at uh, WS Marvel Comics and go over and tell us who is the sexier of the three of them. Mm-hmm. Ryan Phillippe is hard to beat. He really is. And Justin at a point, but I don't know. I like Hayden, too. They're all sexy. Yeah, they're pretty, pretty similar. Yeah. I like Ryan, though. Uh, but in that in that battle. But, yeah, let me know what you thought of this and all of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the Battle of the Sexies. Uh, <laughs> and also go over to our website, WeirdScienceMarvelComics.com. Written reviews over there. And then also our YouTube channel, Weird Science Comics, and our Patreon, Patreon.com slash Weird Science. You can check out a bunch of stuff, a bunch of Marvel, DC, indie, manga, all that all rolled up into one. All the show notes will have the links and stuff like that. But that's that. We'll get out of here doubling it up. This is why we don't double it up normally, because <laughs> then we, we get off topic way uh, down the line. So with that, we will all, or we all, me and you, we'll talk to you all later next week. Go read comics. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.